Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. It is the 11th of November, 2022. It is a football Friday, and we've got a full preview show coming your way. Five Big 12 games this weekend, highlighted by two pivotal clash. Number one, Kansas State at Baylor, and basically a Big 12 title eliminator. Well, maybe. And then the big one, TCU versus Texas. Under the lights, DKR on Saturday night. A whole lot to get to on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Please subscribe, folks. We are really close to 2,600 subscribers, less than 10 away, so help us get over the top. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. You guys can see below if you're watching, at Big 12 you guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Six days a week of Big 12 content. It's the best place for your Big 12 fix. We talk Big 12 television contract, Big 12 expansion, that in relation to the Pac-12, college football playoff expansion. And then obviously we do the game previews, dive deep on football, basketball, all things Big 12. And this weekend, folks, there's no reason – to delay five games uh, and there are some huge ones coming up in the conference this weekend and let's just go with the main events really we're, we're I usually like to work through the day I usually like to start early and say all right this is kind of your big 12 menu your buffet how you consume it um, the frustrating part about this is that three games this is always part of the schedule I feel like too there are always three games happening in the same time window so like last week during that like two o'clock to five o'clock window, uh, there were three games happening, right? That Baylor game started early. It was a two o'clock game and uh, it was in that window with Tennessee and Georgia, which was pretty annoying. Um, but the big 12, really, they're going to, they're going to own the evening. You're going to need three screens. And I think you're actually going to watch, want to watch all three of the games, Kansas, Texas tech, Kansas state, Baylor and Texas and uh, TC were all happening at night. So let's just go there. Let's start there. But Busy night if you're a Big 12 fan. 6.30 on ABC, number four TCU at number 18 Texas. Right now the line is at seven and a half, a bit of movement there. This is your styles make fights game right here. The, a lot of the stuff is really interesting. I mean, this there's a situation here in which a lot of TCU games play out, but this could be like the kind of super version of that where we see essentially two football games take place. We see the Texas run out to a lead. We see the, you know, the TCU slow start. That could be act one. Then we could see the TCU patented rally and the Texas try to avoid completely collapsing as act two. And it's interesting when you look at the way that Texas has gone about it this year, you know, last year it was all blown leads, right? There was no point last season where you looked at it and you said, wow, that was really impressive effort from them holding on to the lead. That Kansas State game may be the last game of the season, but we all saw that six-game losing streak last year that included a seven-point loss, an eight-point loss, seven-point loss, a one-point loss, and an eight-point loss, right? Uh, those were all in there in that stretch. They had the 30-7 to Iowa State, which was kind of, you know, it was, was a little bit of a, of a, uh, a blowout there. But this year, you see the one-point loss, a three-point loss in overtime, a seven-point loss, right? And then they have, ha they have held on. 
uh, maybe thanks to some controversy against Iowa State. And also they hung on against Kansas State as well. And then TCU, obviously the comeback kids. Um, but what's interesting is, you know, people ask, like, how long can TCU play with fire? And, I, and um, I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm not really sure that's that's what TCU is doing, like, fully as much as everybody's saying it is. I think TCU plays with fire in the sense that, you know, like at some point in time, maybe your offense just not going to be as as effective as it always is, right? Uh, it's just, you know, at some point in time, like you're going to just have maybe a game where you're not playing good enough offense the entire time. But this is just how they this is just how they operate. Um, and it's not like the like the offense is really good. Their defense gets better as the game goes along. And I, I, I made a comparison earlier this week. Like this was something that, you know, if you look at Floyd Mayweather, like as a boxer, Floyd did a great job a lot of times of gathering data in the early rounds of his fights. Now, TCU might do a bit more of that. It might take a, a few more harder jabs, but once they kind of take control, they really take control of games. Uh, they're able to grab the game by the horns and then control it. West Virginia game kind of withstanding. They weren't able to fully grab that one all the way. We'll talk about the Mountaineers at home here in just a bit, but you kind of get the idea here, but that, that's what TCU is able to do. My, you know, and, and I think honestly, like that's kind of the way they, they go about their business. That's the way, that's the way it works against tech last week. It was a game until it wasn't right. And the, once the barrage came, it, it really came and they put it on uh tech in the end of that football game. Um, So like this is, it's cause it's not, they're, they're not a bad team, right? I know they're a seven point underdog, seven and a half point underdog, but <coughs> excuse me, TCU is not a bad football team. They're, they're not like this. I don't think they're an overranked bunch. They just play a certain style that has, you know, that at some point people think might cost them. But think about like who would it really cost them against, right? Probably Georgia, probably maybe a Tennessee, right? Maybe maybe a Tennessee if they played them. That'd be really interesting to see those two teams play. Um, you know, would it cost them against Michigan? Like, could they get down? You know, against Ohio State has been really inconsistent. Like, would it cost them there? You know, you got to think, and I think both those teams obviously will be favored against TCU, but there's really only four or five teams that if you look at the way TCU's played and look at the talent they have on their roster, that you could truly say playing the way TCU does would completely bite them in the ass and they could not win the game, right? This is a great example right here where Texas, you know, they looked really good last week at most of the game, try to give it away there at the end, but they might have the, the this edge and talent wise, but like, this is not a game where everybody's sitting and saying, well, TCU, they get in the hole, they can't come back. No, this is the game where if they get in the hole, they can 100% come back because teams that are lesser than TCU have gotten in holes against Texas and they have come back, right? So I think this is one of those matchups where it's kind of the indication, like, doesn't matter how much talent's the other side, TCU could fall back in this game and still win. Speaking of talent, big question here, Quentin Johnston, it sounds like he's going to play. That is huge. They need that. I think if Quentin Johnston does not play, my thoughts about this game completely change just because of the weapon that he is for them, the passing game. And they're able to get the job done last week some against uh, Texas Tech, but that defense is not at least the defense, especially against the run, that this Texas defense is. Texas against the run, they're the third best defense in the league. Against the run, they've been really strong this year. And so I don't know if there's the pockets of this game where TCU can go to that running game the way they have in the past. There might be. They could wear them down late, but 
you know, you, you probably think it's a situation maybe TCU's from, you know, playing from behind or whatever it is. Or if TCU's on a roll, they want to keep kind of the momentum up. You know, they want to keep passing the football because that's where Texas defense has been had this year. If you want to take full advantage of that, they need Quentin Johnston because as much as I've credited TCU for having this very diverse offense, right? An offense where you use, you know, we didn't hear Amari D. Mercado's name last week until he caught a touchdown pass. And then Kendra Miller had a great game. Darius Davis, punt return, you know, it just kind of shows you his electricity, catch a touchdown as well. Tay Barber's had his moments. Savion Williams had his moments. But Quentin Johnston's the special one, right? He is the, he is the, um, in this league full of difference makers, full of Bijan Robinsons and Deuce Vaughns and Xavier Hutchinson's, who's, you know, one of the leading receivers in the entire country and uh, Quentin Johnston's, you know, they're like, those guys stand apart. And Quentin Johnston is a, is a truly special player at that wide receiver position. And they've got some freaks in that team at TC, man. They've got some guys who could straight up go. They've got speed, athleticism, uh, quickness, size. I mean, they've got the whole package, but he is, they've got in terms of like different guys, he is the complete package in one. Even if he's not a hundred percent, having him out there as a decoy, like you still have to account for that guy. You have to, right? You just, I mean, you, even if he's hurt, like you're just going to put a man covers the outside. I mean, that's, that's one big part of this. I think we're going to see the key to the game. You know, if Quentin Johnston plays, I like TCU's chances to win. I like the chances to cover. The key is here. When TCU inevitably starts scoring, will the Texas offense be able to score with them? And how does the Texas offense handle games? This There has been so much variance in the way Texas's offense is handling later game situations. Last week, you're like, what in the hell is going on? They're, you know, they can't, they're not doing anything, you know, and it feels like Kansas State just grabbing momentum in this game. Oklahoma State, they were more pressing. So I think that's kind of where it was. Tech, the Iowa State game, they were able to score late, you know, put that, put themselves up ahead. West Virginia, they managed pretty well. UTSA, I know it's a while ago and it's not a conference game, but they were able to surge ahead. They were a tie game at halftime. They surged ahead in that second half. That's my huge question there is what does the reaction from Texas look like? Once that comeback comes, because we've seen it a million times from them, it's sometimes tepid and lukewarm. The thing they did very well against TCU last year was run the football. Um, and we've mentioned so much how this team could be at its best when they're using all the weapons. And I think we saw that in the first half last week. But there are times where they really just, I mean, you know, they can't do that for four quarters. That's my frustration. Like when we're talking about the levels to Texas their ability to get to that next upper level. And it's going to be tested once Bijan's gone. But once he is gone, Texas's ability to sustain offense that is varied and is using all parts of the field and looks like their game script to start off games, that will be the decider about whether or not Texas can get to that next level because it's just things just slow down for them once they're off that script and once that first half ends and they just, they don't know who to give the ball to, right? They don't know where to go. I talked to Jonathan Davis about the latter stages of that game against uh, who was the recent, whatever the most recent loss was Oklahoma state game. Like where was B. John Robinson? Where was, where was Roshan Johnson, especially later on in that football game, right? That's something that they have to, to answer. And so is it just going to be Bijan Robinson getting the rock repeatedly late in the game when they, you know, if they, if they're trying to cling to a seven point lead or a three point lead, 
How do they how do they handle that? They were able to control the clock and win that game last year by doing that. That's the big key to me. What does the counterpunch, the the you know, the the counterpunch from TC, we know that's coming. What does Texas's counter look like? Because right now, if you told me when that TCU run run comes, is Texas gonna have an answer? I don't know. And so it almost becomes Texas, you better build up a big enough lead to sustain that. I love TCU in this game if Quentin Johnston plays, and obviously we won't know. But if Quentin Johnston goes, I like TCU to definitely cover the cover that seven and a half, and I think they win too. I, I think they win because it's a Texas team that that for very, very often has not had the answers, and TCU is going to ask a lot of questions, and that's what they always do, especially in that passing game. Um the, the best case scenario for Texas is you really build that lead early, right? Get up like 24, you know, 24, 10 or 27, 10. And um, your pass defense, you know, like you're, you're feeling pretty good about it because there's no way TCU can establish the run, right? Just build itself up and then kind of hang on for dear life at the end. But that's not like, you know, that's, that's this Texas team, like that's what they do. They hang on for dear life. And I just don't know if that, that I, don't, I don't think that works. I really don't believe that works here. So I like the Horn Frogs plus seven and a half. This is an awesome game. I'm glad College Game Day is there. Sorry, Tulane and UCF. Uh, apologies for that. But this game is spectacular. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And there is a ton of talent on this field. I mean, JT Sanders, Bijan Robinson, Roshan Johnson, Quentin Johnson, hopefully, Kendra Miller, Darius Davis, Tay Barber. Uh, you know, you go through all the Jordan Whittington and Xavier Worthy. I mean, these are – we got some Sunday players on, on these two teams. And I'm wondering how much it's going to come down to that quarterback play. I think Duggan has not been as good recently, but I think, you know, he can still show that he can, he can turn it on a little bit. I'm hoping he's 100%. hope both quarterbacks are 100%. But maybe it's the guy who makes less mistakes, right? I mean, I, I think um, I think the one thing I feel about TCU is late in the game, if you give them the ball an extra time, like they're going to cash in. I think they're going to they're going to cash in. So Texas needs to make sure they take care of the rock. That second half, they want to win. But I'm going to take TCU plus the points. I think the Horned Frogs might win too if Quentin Johnston plays this weekend. Quick word from our sponsors on today's show before we keep rolling on. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you all by Underdog Fantasy, the best way to play fantasy football for college football. You guys can play against the number. It's that simple. What you guys do is download the Underdog Fantasy app. It's available in most states. You can do things like, I'm going over on Quinn Ewers passing yards or over on Quentin Johnston uh, receiving yards, things like that. It's easy to play, available in 30 states. You guys can pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team. And you guys can decide, decide if they will finish higher or lower. Sign up today, promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Deposit 100, get 100 free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Once again, promo code LOCKED on for that deposit bonus. All right, the next big game we have to get to, excuse me, 6 o'clock on FS1. It's Kansas State at Baylor. It sounds like Baylor is going to wear their black jersey, so we're getting the blackout as it was requested by the students. Um, Baylor last week displayed their ability, uh, you know, to just run and run and run and run the rock. I don't know if you can do that against Kansas State 
in the way uh, that Texas did. Just because, I mean, Texas really pushed them around in that first half. Uh, can Baylor do that to Kansas State? I'm wondering here because that that run that rush defense is from from uh, um, that rush defense. Uh, I'm, hold on, I'm trying to think where I'm getting mixed up here. But Baylor last week, Baylor last week, run the foot ran the football very very well. Right, that is one thing that we saw last week. Kansas State did not do very well against the run last week at times, especially in that first half. They did really poorly against the run. Um. I just don't know if the way that Texas runs the football, like Texas ran a lot of counter and power last week. They've added a ton of gap scheme in there. Baylor's going to run the run zone more. And I think that was more what Kansas state was prepared for last week. At least that's just my read on the situation from, from hearing people who talked about it. So that is one big key stopping the run. But if Kansas state can do that with any kind of effectiveness and you put the game more on Blake Shapin, I'm worried for them because the one thing Baylor has done on this current winning streak, if you look at the way they've gotten the job done, it's taking that pressure off. They take that pressure off of Blake Shapin. I mean, look at his numbers in the season. This guy's, you know, 13 touchdowns, six interceptions. But you look at these last three weeks, 17 for 26 for 164, one touchdown, two picks. 19 for 30 for 211 and one touchdown. 14 for 23 for 132 and an interception, right? So you look at what Blake Shapin's been doing last the last three weeks. It's under 200 yards passing. It's mostly under 30 passing attempts. You know, it's uh, 65% completion percentage, 63% completion percentage, 61% completion percentage. All of that together, you know, I think Kansas State's going to make at some point in time, like make the quarterback beat them. Last week, they, you know, Quinn Ewers did in the first half. I thought they managed the game relatively well. Um, I don't think Baylor can control it the way that Kansas State did. I think Kansas State learns their lesson and comes back, and you're not going to see it happen to them twice. I really don't think that's the way this Kansas State team is coached, that it's the way it's built. Now, the other part of this, too, is what Baylor is doing on this winning streak is completely unsustainable right now from a turnover perspective. If you go back, and I know in the Kansas game, uh, you know, I don't think, let's see, I'm not sure if they forced, I'm double checking here. I'm not sure how many they forced. Um, yeah, two turnovers. So Kansas State, or Kansas rather, turned the ball over twice against Baylor in that first game on the current winning streak. Texas Tech had five interceptions in their game, and then Oklahoma had the three interceptions. I mean, 10 turnovers in the last three games is not sustainable. And I know Adrian Martinez gave gave away the football last week, right? I, I know that that was something that uh, that was a problem for him. Um, I don't think we're going to see as much of that in, in this game. And also, that Baylor rush defense was not looking very good last week either. It was not like we, you know, you watch that game and think, wow, Baylor did a great job. They do have the third best rush defense in the league. But if you looked at Oklahoma up front, they were able to control – uh, you know, when they wanted to run the football, at least they were able to run the football very effectively in that game. I mean, uh, Gabriel had a nice game on the ground. Eric Gray went for 100 yards. Marcus Major had a nice day on the ground as well. So, you know, this was an effort last week from Oklahoma. They were able to rush the football on Baylor. I think Kansas State can do the same. And I trust Kansas State's playmakers a bit more than I do, you know, Adrian Martinez. And I trust also Deuce Vaughn. And I trust actually Malik Knowles and Phil Brooks. Like, I trust those guys a bit more than I trust Baylor's guys. So I'm going to take another road team right here. I am going to take them on the road. I'm going to take uh, 
Kansas State. And I think Kansas State stays alive in the fight for the Big 12 championship with a huge win here. And I think if the Kansas State can win this game, guys, it feels like they got a pretty good shot to go. I know they need Texas to lose one more time, but you got to be feeling pretty good, pretty good if you are K-State, if you win this game. So I think it comes down to a lot of that uh, those playmakers, and I like the ones on Kansas State's side better. And I'm not fully, I'm not fully uh, in on Baylor being able to stop the run. Now, Baylor's had some games. Their defensive line has looked phenomenal. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the uh, Texas Tech game was great, but there were some games they have not, i.e. the West Virginia game, right, where they just West Virginia was getting everything they wanted to against them. So it can be hit or miss. It's going to depend on what defensive line shows up for Baylor. Um, but I think Kansas State can still control this game just a little bit, and we'll see if Baylor's rushing attack, that zone rushing attack, can get to Kansas State. Uh, I like the I like the Wildcats in this one. All right, next game, another one uh, later on today, 6 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Kansas at Texas Tech. Look, I'm going to be pretty simple here. Texas Tech needs a turnaround badly. They're at home. I think they do it. Kansas, still a little bit of a, hung, uh, a hangover uh, from that game that they had last week, becoming bowl eligible. So I think because we saw Texas Tech's defense, in, I mean, they looked fantastic last week. And also, they weren't bad in the Baylor game either. That was not their fault. I mean, you hand a team like Baylor five extra possessions, like what do you think is going to happen in a game like that? Uh, just, you know, it's not going to go well for you. So Texas Tech in this one, I think, is ripe to get this victory. They're four and five. They need a win to you know, get near bowl eligibility. I think they get this one at home. Uh, let's see what the quarterback situation is. We know Baron Morton's going to be out. I, I assume that means Tyler Shuck's going to be the guy. And look, if you ever want to play a defense, we have to get off the of schneid. It is this Kansas defense. Now they're a bit healthier after their bye week, but still I thought Garrett Rangel in his first start with a depleted team, like move the football relatively effectively against, against, uh, um, against Kansas last week. So that's always the threat is this Kansas defense where it is right now you know, um, they're, they're healthy, but healthier, I should say, but they're still not very good. Also look at the possessions of this game. I mean, I think if you're KU, you know, you're not sure you want to play at the tech pace, right? Tech wants to run a hundred plays a game. You don't want to do that with the way they ran the football last week. I mean, I think there is, should be a concerted effort to run that football, to limit possessions, to try to get as many stops as possible. You know, kind of shorten that game up if you can, um, I don't know if you want to be going blow for blow with Texas Tech just because your defense. Any of those games this year where Kansas had to go blow for blow with teams, like it it generally actually has not gone well for them. They really done a good job of certain points of getting down and just turning things around. But if you look at the games where KU kind of went shot for shot with teams, save that West Virginia game. Um, they really have not gone particularly great for them, right? TCU didn't. OU, they tried to rally. They couldn't do it. The Baylor game shot for shot. They were there in the end, but it didn't work. And so for them, the, obviously the key is, you know, I think limiting number of possessions, trying to get a lead and then see if you can just keep pounding the rock. Kai Thomas, and obviously Devin Neal, who had a monster week last week. We'll see if Jalen Daniels gets some run too in this game. Uh, but I'm going to take Texas Tech. I'm going to lay the three and a half in this game. Uh, I think Tech at home feels like the play right here just because they need to get back. They need to get right. So I think the uh, the Red Raiders get the job done. All right, 2.30 on ESPN+. Plus. Iowa State is favored at Oklahoma State. Things are going so wrong for Oklahoma State right now. Iowa State is favored on the road. This one feels like it's going to be a close game. I would not touch this at all. Um, 
People are saying, wow, Oklahoma State's so out of sorts. Guys, they're really, really banged up. And also, like I, I mentioned this all year, they knew what their identity was. Their identity was so tied to how well Spencer Sanders was playing. And he just hasn't played, or he's, even now, he just hasn't played at all, like the last couple of weeks. And when he played last, we saw him against Kansas State. He's not going to play this week is what I mean. Uh, we saw him against Kansas State, like clearly not 100%. Even the TCU game, we knew he was not 100%. This is, it's just not going to go well for this group. And think about how much they lost off of last year's team. They're taking injuries. This group was never going to be able to sustain that. It just was not going to work. Let's see if they can lift their wounds at home. Iowa State's got a chance to go to a bowl game. There's a reason they're favored here on the road. They got a win last week. They should be feeling pretty good. I think Iowa State wins this game because I think Garrett Rangel, I think Garrett Rangel and the uh, the offense are not going to have a good time against Iowa State's defense. Iowa State's defense has been really good so far this season. So I would lean Iowa State's direction in this matchup, but I still would not touch this one at all. One last one for you guys, 11 a.m. on FS1, Oklahoma at West Virginia. West Virginia's offense has been actually pretty decent at home. It's been really bad on the road. Uh, yesterday I said that um, I like Texas. I like Oklahoma to cover on the Locked On Sooners show. I thought about some like I'd not seen the splits for West Virginia's offense at home compared to on the road. So I actually think that West Virginia is going to cover in this game. I think Oklahoma wins. I think WVU covers. Um, the one challenge for West Virginia is Oklahoma's rush defense is really bad. But who the heck is going to run the football? Donaldson's done for the year. Mathis is still injured. Not sure if he's playing. I don't think he is. Uh, Justin Johnson has been okay, but they use like Garrett Green was the only other guy besides Daniels and uh, Johnson last week to carry the football. So who is it really that's going to be trying to take advantage of what Oklahoma doesn't do well? They're going to have to throw the ball some more, right? And I know OU's got their own turmoil. One more word from our sponsors before we wrap up today's show. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you by Simply Safe. Simply Safe has got their best offer of the year on the table right now. You guys will not want to miss this. If you want to secure your home and the things that mean the most to you, you guys can do it today. Did you know, over the holidays, property crimes and burglaries, such as package theft, they spike nationally. That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Once again, simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe. Like Simply Safe. One of those Danny Stutzman comments had some people kind of in a, in a tizzy this past week. So this is an interesting matchup. I think Oklahoma wins. I think West Virginia covers because of how good their offense is at home. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.